the stones sing. From mangroves and rock as if by magic grown, the seawall is eternal, impassable and alone. The structure echoes with mourning, a massive formation of stone abandoned in the middle of the morass, lost to the ages. Ben the ruin, it is time. I gesture my intent with silence and a steady gaze. We will plumb its histories tomorrow. I don't wish to leave. It has taken forever to find this place. The environment is not favorable at this hour. I breathe deeply. The song resonating from within the structure is faint, but I... It has withstood a million tomorrows. What's one more? We return to our encampment. Gondolar is correct. The environment of this world is treacherous, rife with disease and danger. Murderous fauna. Deadly beasts. The pounding heat and humidity are an irritant. And there are insects who can stop your heart with a sting. We've spent a great deal risking our lives to find this site. But here we are. At long last. I didn't see any signs of intrusion. We are fortunate. The seawall has stood firm for eons. Yes, but the waters surrounding it are shallow. If we wish to avoid Farah eels, we should arrive at dawn when the tides ebb away. It is when they care for their young. A sound strategy. Yes, it is. Benaruin. Hmm? There is an old poem aboard the Spear of Malonis. The line is, Grasp your helm in your hand, Bear your brow to your kin, Spill your thoughts like sand, The gulf between hearts can be thin. <laughs> Beautiful poem. I speak to its message. Open your thoughts to me. Could you see what was inside? Not yet. Not yet? No. The wraithbone and volcanic stone resonate with energy. Their chorus is dense, and the properties of their harmony are... foreign to me. We will need to find a way inside. Gontelar's mind begins to brush with mine. He is looking for something. I shield my thoughts and secrets from the subtle glimpses. I do not want to falsely raise his hopes. This place is from a legend. It is. This may be an archaeological site, but if there was something wondrous inside, you must tell me. We will see if there is. Gontelar reaches into his coat 
and pulls out a tarnished box with a ribbon. His fingers slowly untie it and gently tip the ochre lid open. Inside are two wraithbone brooches. An added precaution. He fears this journey will claim our lives. Take one. I fear he may be right. The brooches are an ornate floral design that reminds me of the sigil of the Cronewalds. Aktosha, Ilen Zatari. I am a bone singer, but I know my history very well. I take one and clasp it over the spirit stone attached above my breast. With a soft click, it latches on, spreading out like a fan of feathers and hard as steel. The connection becomes tangible, and a sense of calm returns to my heart. Gondolar takes the second brooch and clasps it around his spirit stone that hangs by a red cord around his hip. The cord is made from the hair of a boss primigenus, a bullish creature. It wandered close to our camp the first day we arrived. Gontalar moved with discipline and skill to slay the beast, a display of his grace and agility. Benaru, do you truly expect to find what you seek? What lies within, it could not have been undisturbed after all this time. We will find out tomorrow. Together. Now, rest. The flora is as stubborn as the world's beasts. Overnight it has grown rampant, spurred by nature's power, and you cannot see the path cut the day before. We trudge back to the seawall, retreading our steps from memory, and we arrive before dawn at the ebon bulwark nestled in a jungle. Stay. I will survey the area. Our people were once capable of so much. If we succeed, we will be again. This will do. The tide is low. Are you ready? I gesture my agreement and take a few shallow steps toward the seawall. The crystal harmony and energies surrounding this place are poignant. The wraithbone hums but is dampened by the nightstone. It's a contradiction that makes me uncomfortable. Gontelar is impatient but diligent. He waits in silent vigil as I meditate. I expand my mind and follow the current of Wraithbone through the rock. My psychic senses begin to comb the branches of the structure to sense an opening. Benruin. What is it? It is late. The environment is not favourable at this hour. But I just started. I look around. It is still dark, but in the sky above, the stars are in the wrong place. 
I... You have been in a trance. The day is past. <sighs> this place plays a cruel trick. <laughs> Segarak's humor is fickle. I am not amused. This place holds its secrets too tightly. Like someone I know. Tomorrow. We repeat the path. Camp, forest, slash, walk, sit. I take up a position and begin my work. Feeling the tendrils of stone and energy, I look for an opening. In a breath, the day slips by. Benarun. And one day. Come, let us return. Becomes a dozen. Again and again. We'll return tomorrow. Twenty. Tomorrow. Forty. <sighs> tomorrow? Each day I follow the maze of the massive structure, chasing tendrils of bone and rock to find a crack in its armour. The way in proves frustratingly impervious. I ask the gods for guidance, for insight. Benaruin. <laughs> I should ask for patience. I falter. I breathe and remember my path. I curb my hostility. Calm. You forecast that this would not be easy. I inferred that it would be this difficult. My grip on the path slipped today. I am not proud. I promise myself that I'll do better. Tomorrow. We return to our camp and Gondola once again goes on patrol, leaving me with my thoughts and my disappointment. The echoes of the wall's harmony ring in my mind. A song of mourning, glories gone by. Something whispers a gentle choir, but I can't decipher the lyrics. Gondola? Gondola? He appears, spear drawn and covered in green ichor. Is that blood? Are you all right? An orc? What is it doing here? I tracked its steps back to a tribe on the opposite plateau. What stage? Savage. They will exhaust the wildlife in a matter of days. We need to return to the craft world. Not yet. They will be on top of us by tomorrow. Give me this. One more chance. He communicates with silent trepidation. Thank you. Now hurry. We breach.
we race back to the seaboard, the sounds of the night alive in the canopy around us. Creatures hunt and are hunted, and I can hear orcs roar on the distant winds. Benruin, caution. Take your position. I'll begin shortly. Do not wake me unless absolutely necessary. Just hurry. I give my mind over to the strands of fate. The hum of the wall races up to meet me as it always does. I close my eyes, concentrating as best I am able, channeling my thoughts. Pushing out distractions takes all of my focus. Show yourself to me, ancestors guide my way. When the ruin. I beg of you, Morahek, if I am meant to be here, show me the path. Something approaches through the trees. There, like a supernova bursting from the void, my path becomes clear. A sunlit, hollow, hidden path beams in the ebon stone. It's obvious now, a sliver in the vast fresco of sediment. Then a ruin. Grown fate and souls, I see it. <laughs> Come, run. Where is the opening? Follow me. I trudge through the oily black tide around the seawall. Creatures hiss beneath the shallows. The vault there, it, it's right. Gondola uh... <laughs> catches the fire eel before its fangs catch my throat. He snaps its neck and tosses the creature back into the water without pause. There, the vault in the wall. I, in the ruin, it's too small. In. Take my hand. Oh, hurry! Hidden in the crevasse of the wall, we are protected from the beast. It pauses for a moment before losing patience and storming off to find another meal. We compress our lithe frames to breathe, sliding through the shell of the structure. The fault is painfully narrow. We stiffly shuffle through the constricting passage one step at a time. In the ruin! Yes? Are you sure this is- Trust me. Shuffling sideways in pitch black we descend. The jagged wall glides across my cheek. It is ice cold and razor sharp. It shears if I try to press backward. It is like being swallowed by a void maw, meaning there is only one path. There is no turning back. Do you feel that? A 
subtle airflow. We struggle through and emerge into the light on the other side. That's when the nature of our quest becomes realized. Inside the seawall are a series of monolithic terraces cascading deep into the earth. It is arrayed in a ring surrounding a central amphitheater. Hovering above the center of it all, nestled within a hovering construct, is a dimly glowing white star. Is that... A captured sun. Ben the Ruin, by the heavens, where have you led us? The genius that created this place! The architecture of power and the masonry is incredible. Do not hold me in suspense any longer. What is this place? <laughs> Come, I'll show you. We take in the majesty of the temple. In prehistory, the humming star would have illuminated every shadow of this place. It still glitters, a captured power millions of years old, but its radiance has dimmed to a faint, warm glow. From the outside, you can't imagine. Inside, it looks... Larger. Incredible. Murals are painted in gold all along the volcanic stone. There is no doubt of their authenticity. Scripts carefully written in the hand of the ancient Eldari. Written before the fall. This is a place of legend. Our ancient forebears discovered at their cost that the universe is a cruel, merciless place. A thrist for life could not protect them from beings who could shatter worlds and devour stars. Instead, we thrived for one reason. Superior intellect. I place my hand on a gold rune, a T-cross with the sigil of the smith god Vol. My eyes trace down the wall and I count each repetition of the sign. Gondolar follows my gaze, and we number them together. There are one hundred blades. And quiet whisper dances at the back of my mind. I look over my shoulder, but we are alone. Is this why we are here? This place, is this where the blades of Vol were forged? Yes, and if destiny wills it, we may still find some remaining. Your motives finally revealed. You could have told me. <laughs> I couldn't burden you with hope if I was wrong. The runes dance and sparkle as we pass. Typographic tales, memories, figures drawn in art. It was when Ulthanash and Eldenash fought at the side of Kaela Menshakane, when Lanthrilak the Swift and Jeriela the Thrice Blessed led our peoples. None could stand before them. Blades of the hall is empty, but I feel 
Something. A presence. I look at the figures on the wall. Lanthrilac and Jeriella. sun above the anvil pulses like a beating heart. Its rays have radiated these halls for weeks as the smith god toils. Bathed in daylight, there should be no shadows. But one flickers here now before me. Umbra of some figure. A vision. An omen. I couldn't burden you with hope if I was wrong. The fleet rallies in orbit. We must depart. Omen, speak to me. Are you an augur? A psychic echo, perhaps? Jeriella, who are you speaking to? Lanthrelak pulls his long hair into a knot. He is ready for war. Another vision? You're quick to judge. I meant no offense. You've had several as of late. What is this one? A shadow. Oh, child. Out of time. Praises. That means we'll survive this doom to give birth to many more. Many more. We'll have to double our efforts after the war. Have more sons. Don't you agree? He wraps his arms around me. I don't return his advances. The shadow troubles me deeply. By blessed and burdened sight, I see ashes of the shadow flake away into the air. Damage has been done to this poor creature's soul. It sheds life the void. If it is my kin, why is it so damaged? How has our people's bright light turned to this? Hmm. Or daughters, perhaps? Either. Jeriella, please, don't be so morose. Ball stands at his forge and crafts us great weapons. You can hear his hammer now. We are blessed. I am already blessed. Sight across time. Wisdom of the past. Leanings of the future. The blessings of the gods are fickle things, I fear. <laughs> Perhaps. What more does your sight tell you about this shadow? About the war? Kalis Ra's rampage will stain the stars with blood. But do you see an end to its rampage? I do. Then we have no fear. Even now, Cain is not idle. Vol forges him one hundred swords for the campaign against the Ingir. I was presented with mine. Witness it. <laughs> I have christened it Rilis Lidiantril. Come, 
Even a seer needs her steel. Let us claim your weapon. We will be Cain's blade wraiths and sunder the Star Eaters and their minions. Oh, to have such bold, loving confidence in yourself, in the gods. You don't trust me. I trust you. Your mind and soul are known to me. The motives of the gods? <laughs> They're another story. Why would they have given me this sight? I cannot imagine. But look at what the gods give us. They're chosen people. You are gifted because you are loved. This blade, the fleet in orbit, these are powerful boons. We have nothing to fear of this galaxy or the times ahead. Your sight will help us win this war. He reaches out his hand for mine, and I take another glance to the shadow hovering nearby. We've found it. Take my hand, Jeriella. Turn your eyes from whatever darkness you see. Bring them to me, and share your heart with mine. We have a calling in the now, and we must answer. I look at him with unease. Or share this burden with me, so I may help you carry it. What do you see? A child, born of ruin. Ben I look at the linked figures on the mural, Jeriella and Lanthralak, standing against careless Ra, the Nightbringer. A chill runs up my spine. Shall we continue? Yes. everyone, Colin here. Thank you so much for listening to this production of Agtril, the Counterfeit Blade. Now, it's been a difficult few months. We've all felt it in one way or another. In light of this, I want to take a moment to give a deep personal thanks for myself, my family, and the other volunteers here at Cold Open Stories. We've been overwhelmed by this community and the support and kindness and generosity of each of you. Because of listeners like yourself, life is once again reaching a level of stability, and productions are coming back on for our audio dramas, short story anthology, and fast fiction contests. So just pausing for one moment, thank you. Really, thank you. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, this fan-made audio drama is part of an anthology series put on by Cold Open Stories. What we're doing could be called Community Theatre, set in the 41st millennium. On our website, you'll find unofficial stories set in the universe of Warhammer 40,000, and these include writing contests, submissions, and audio dramas where you, the listener, audition to play the parts. It's a great way to build community 
and share stories worth telling. Now, all levels of experience are welcomed, and these are fan productions, so whether you're a writer, an actor, or an enigmatic alien race fighting to stay alive, check us out on coldopenstories.com or on social media for the latest news. Egg Trill, the Counterfeit Blade was written by Colin DeGraff and edited by Stephen Rhodes. It was directed and produced by Colin DeGraff and includes music composed by Robert Renato Hack. You can find more of his music by looking up Officio Audiorum online. This series includes voices by Elizabeth Plant, Max Smith, Tara Vangela, Philip Sacramento, and Nick Gossage. Now, a few more things here before I let you go. You know Patreon? We don't have one. We don't want one. The best way you can help is by sharing our stories in your network, as without a community, none of this is possible. So, tag a friend. I'm sure they'll be happy that you did. If you're feeling more generous, consider making a donation in your community. When you do, let us know and we'll update the charities page of coldopenstories.com. So please, help make a difference for a cause that you're passionate about. Last point now. We're on Discord! That's right, you can now chat with the Cold Open Stories team and the authors and voice actors from some of your favorite work. So, hey, it's free. Come join us. We'd love to have you. So in closing, thank you again for tuning in. Please help spread the signal, and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>